The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And welcome, everybody. Here we go. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for the 4th of July long holiday weekend. We are glad you're here. we got a lot in this next hour, so let's get things going. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Also joining us, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Danny, and happy 4th of July to everyone, and happy birthday to the greatest country in the world. Uh, so happy to uh, be here and be part of this show. And, you know, I'm thinking about all the great things that are in front of us. And at the same time, we're struggling with what's happening in the markets. We just ended the worst six months that we've had in almost several decades, for sure, Derek. And it was not a good first six months of the year. And it's probably the worst that you and I have seen since we've been in the business. Oh, absolutely. It's the worst performance for 60-40 portfolio going back to the 1970s. And, you know, there really was nowhere to hide other than cash and perhaps oil and commodities. That's essentially it. But we are seeing a few signs of improvement in terms of supply chains and also the fact that the 10-year has backed up significantly from almost 3.5% to 2.89% in just a couple of weeks. And that is really a dual-edged sword because we wanted it to come down and we didn't want to have an inverted yield curve, but it also suggests the certain slowing of the economy. The question is, are we already in a recession is the conversation most economists are beginning to have. We all know that last quarter we had a negative GDP report, and by most definitions, two back-to-back quarters defines a recession. The report that we got at Atlanta Fed the other day, Derek, suggested that we're going to have another negative GDP report. However, we may not be technically in a recession if the board who calls this thing does not say it's a recession. Oh, that's absolutely right. They look at things like unemployment, job openings, and the rest. And with unemployment below 4%, it's hard to say we're in a recession. That's one of the lowest unemployment readings we've had since I've been in the business. And to my way of thinking, it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference whether we're in a recession or not, because we're investing in stocks, bonds, and alternatives, not the economy. We're in a recession when your neighbor loses his job, and we're in a depression when you lose yours, is the old uh, supposed to be funny saying, but you know, well, right there, now- Can I add a little to that? And, and we're, in a, we're in an economic boom when my younger daughter has a job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there's no question right now that unemployment is low. Uh, however, things are slowing. You know, We continue to get bad reports from so many economic uh, fronts. And as we go into the second half of the year, we were really trying to be positive because we're headed into an election. Derek, you've done a great job of looking past election year cycles and that you sometimes get a rally into the election. Do we still stand by that? That has been the pattern over time. Again, that's an average. And June historically has been the weakest month during a midterm election year. And June certainly was weak this time. And the average decline in the S&P 500 during a midterm election year from the highs is 17 percent. So while we've overshot that by a little bit, given the magnitude of the news and level of sentiment, it does seem like it's trending that way. And of course, as we get closer and closer to the election, typically September, October, that's when you see markets tend to kind of anticipate the election results. And depending upon the outcome, rally pretty strongly into year end. 
And so that's what people have to do is they have to open up their lenses because of where we've been from the beginning of the year down to June 13th, which was the low. We are technically in a bear market and it's been a quick pull down or drawdown, as we like to say, in just 161 days. So generally quick drawdowns mean more shallow pullbacks. And we'll have to see if that's the case here, folks, and how we look going into the second half of the year. But the whole story is going to come down to earnings, which begin in about two weeks or so. Right. And we've gotten a few snippets. Uh, recently, we saw Nike reported and, and they mentioned weakness in China and the rest of stocks sold off. We heard from Restoration Hardware this week. They also reported slowing. We had a big report from Micron, a major semiconductor manufacturer on Thursday night. And the key there was their Chinese business on a year over year basis was down 30 percent. Now, we know China was artificially shut down. So I don't believe the Micron earnings were as bad as as Wall Street sees it. In fact, the stock was only down 3 percent after missing, but it led to a complete revaluation of the entire semiconductor space. So again, now we got to focus on those earnings because as those companies report, perhaps the bad news is already built in. We shall see. Yeah, certainly the chips got chopped, Danny. They certainly did. Dave Spano was our president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer. Got them for the whole hour. If we can help with investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. You all start at AnnexWealth.com. Folks, our Week in Review is always one of our most listened-to pieces that we produce from this company, whether it's on the show, in the Axiom newsletter, the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. It is worth a second or third listen many times. And if you can, share it with somebody who would benefit. Let's work together to arrive at the kind of retirement you desire. We can help. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. We can review, know the difference minutes, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Just search Annex Wealth Management. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, the website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Sign up for the Axiom when you get there. And uh, that is our free weekly e-newsletter. We're also on social media. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Our YouTube channel now has over 1,500 videos of great Annex Wealth Management produced content, highly searchable. Also, a brand new podcast called the Annex Wealth Management SWAT Podcast comes out every Monday with members of the Annex Wealth Management investment team. We're doing our best to keep you informed, whether you're a client or not. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. We're along with Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, thanks, Danny. You know, for sure, we look at uh, stock reports, and one of those that made significant news was that of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin-based Kohl's. And there had been a history of them trying to perhaps find a suitor. There was an offer in the mid-60s that got lowered to the mid-50s. Uh, Goldman Sachs continued to talk to about two dozen suitors. And on Friday morning, the whole thing went on on blue light special, if you will, as all of the suitors have now walked away and Kohl's is going to stick with its plan. 
Yeah, well, just like their merchandise, the stock is on sale as well. The thing about Kohl's is, you know, you look at the valuation, you look at the yield. Now, perhaps they're going to cut the dividend. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any particular guidance there. But it certainly is a dirt cheap stock. They do own a lot of real estate. Many of those suitors were talking about doing something in terms of packaging that real estate press through a sale lease back or whatever else to improve the company's profitability. But it certainly was a blow to investors. But, you know, retail in general has been very weak recently. We saw that in the results from Restoration Hardware, as I mentioned, but also Nike. And, and consumer spending has also been sluggish, particularly in real terms. So you really have to be careful as we wade through earnings season on what types of companies you own. I don't think I'd be buying companies in front of earnings reports until you hear what the guidance looks like. Yeah, that's really good advice. Just to add a little color, Derek, Kohl's has 1,160 stores, 400 of them. They own the real estate, and that was really the core part of the argument. And what do they do with those 400 stores that they own is the stale sale leasebacks that you were referring to. And as earnings reports come up, we're going to have to hear what they say. And there's still supply chain issues. There's still higher costs. Inflation is high everywhere, including if you're trying to get ready for the 4th of July. That's right. We saw that fireworks were up 7.5% year over year. But catch this. If you're a griller, mustard up 68% year on year, ketchup 61, onion 61, relish 41, and cheese up a paltry 29%. Yeah, this is the time to go to your neighbor's house for the grill out for sure. Um, So, you know, you look at a lot of this information and, you know, the PCE is one of the Federal Reserve's most uh, looked at inflation measures. And we did see that number this week as well. Right. And it actually came in a little better than expected. It's important to note the PCE tends to track lower than the CPI. So when the Fed talks about a two, two and a half percent target rate, they're not talking about the CPI. They're talking about the PCE. And that was at 4.7. And one of the the personal personal. Let me just jump and the personal consumption expenditure. So if you're driving down the road and you hear all these acronyms, you're not your eyes aren't rolling back in your head. The CPI is the consumer price index. It is the number that most people used to look at, but now the Fed continues to look at the PCE more importantly. Well, right. It's funny. The public looks at CPI, but the Fed looks at the PCE. So I tend to focus more on the PCE. But the other point was within that report, it suggested that consumers' expectations for future inflation actually declined a little bit. And that is something the Federal Reserve is very focused upon as they look at the data. They want to make sure that consumers do not believe that the current levels of inflation are likely to remain or continue to increase at the rate we've seen. And that's going to have a significant effect on how many times they hike the Fed funds rate. And that's right. You know, there's so much talked about that the 75 basis point hikes are baked in over the next two meetings. But, you know, they are fact based, as they like to say. And they're have to, we're going to have to see is if things start to slow down, if the economy slows down, which they are trying to do, they're trying to slow down demand. And at the same time, the supply chain start to clear up. Maybe they don't have to have as a heavy lift is what they've indicated. And so let's watch that, folks, because if inflation starts to come back down, that might start to tell us something about the, the health of the economy. And that's the most important part. And it's interesting when you think about supply chain bottlenecks, if the Fed is successful in reducing demand at the margin, that then makes the supply chain problems less severe, right? Which can also lead to downward pressure on prices. So what the Fed is trying to do makes a lot of sense to me, at least. I wish they'd done this sooner. We could have taken our medicine when the economy was at a much stronger footing. But generally speaking, if you don't have a recession, the S&P can decline as much as 28% on average, and we're pretty close to those levels. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, our President and CEO. If we can help for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. Folks, even if you're with somebody else, our 
What kind of vibe are you getting from them? Are they fresh? Are they innovative? Are they communicating to you? There's nothing wrong with getting a second set of eyes. You are hearing a great sample of how we operate. Is it time to experience everything Annex has to offer? Visit the website. Click that Get Started button, AnnexWealth.com. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for the long 4th of July weekend. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and right at the top, I'm going to go on record as being an official baby boomer. On one side of the boomers is the silent generation, preceded by the greatest generation, but on the other side is Generation X, which for the oldest members of Generation X are now about 10 years out from traditional retirement. So I'm joined by Keith Butler, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Keith, you a boomer or an Xer? Are you saying I don't look like a millennial? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, on the very young end of uh, the baby boom. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. There's new research report focusing specifically on Gen X, their financial situation, how they plan, how ready are they for retirement. The headline is they've got some catching up to do. Have you seen the same thing? I have, Danny. And, you know, uh, while I don't pass myself off as an expert on generations, I have done some studying on this topic because it became of great interest to us uh, back when I was in a private practice of law. And I think we need to take a step back and say, why? You know, before we start analyzing this, is why are generations different? Why do baby boomers happen to have a certain ways about them? Generation Xers, a little bit different, the silent before then. And if you look back, it really comes down to how you're raised, the effects of the world around you. For example, greatest generation grew up during the, the Depression. Yep. When I was a little kid, you know, my father grew up in great poverty in Missouri. I, it was drilled into me to this day about not wasting. It bothers me to throw away food. You just didn't waste. So these are things that are ingrained in kids, and they're often based on the experience experiences that they have. Now, we as boomers, most of our parents in the baby boom were the greatest generation. And most of the parents of Generation Xers were the silent generation. Now, there was a, a shift because when you and I were, were little kids, Danny, and in my neighborhood, it's all of the mothers were at home. None of them were. But when we went out to play, we just went out to play. There were, there were no play dates. You know, we were just real, seven, eight, nine years old. We're running around the neighborhood with our friends. When it's lunchtime, they call us. And come and, in by the time the streetlights come on. And exactly right. That affects your perception of the world. Now, one of the things that we found is that the silent generation, much more so than the greatest generation, got divorced. You have a lot of kids that were millennials, much more so than, than baby boomers, that grew up in a household where they may become what we call latchkey kids. You know, when they were in what is now middle school, was in junior high school, perhaps. As a result of that, what we found is that they have a little bit less trust in the future. How that manifested itself when we were looking at this at the law firm is we couldn't quite figure out why the compensation structure was that, you know, you get a salary and then a bonus based on your own productivity and how the firm does and so on and so forth. They didn't like that. They didn't like bonuses. They wanted the money now because they didn't trust the future. They did not trust that bonuses would be there. And it was just kind of contrary to how we expect. We couldn't figure that out. And when we look at how Generation Xers are preparing for retirement, a lot of times you'll hear them say, well, Social Security, well, if it's there, 
that they, they don't really have that sort of faith and trust in the future. And that's something I think is, is based a bit on, on the upbringing. Are they behind the eight ball? I mo- most of the data that I've seen says they, they are. A little bit, yeah, they are. It, it, it's probably not too late. They shouldn't dally around too much. I think this is the time to get your financial future in order and to start with a financial plan, even if you are on the younger end of Generation X and you think, well, I got a lot of years, you know, 10, 15, 20 years before I'm going to be retiring. You want to plan for that now because you don't want to have to catch up at the very end. Well, the oldest members of Generation X are roughly 55, 56, right? So they're in that zone. They're probably making pretty good money, but they've got other financial obligations. Mm -hmm. But it's not like the retirement runway is in sight, but it's... It's looming in the distance. It is. It is absolutely there, and it gets there faster than you'd ever believe. It happens quick. It does. We're with Keith Butler, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Another really surprising thing that I saw is Gen X reports the lowest level of interaction with financial professionals, mm-hmm. only 27%. Yeah, that's really surprising. And again, as you point out, this is the time when they really should be starting to get their ducks in a row as we prepare for retirement. What are the things that they can be or at least should be thinking about with roughly 10 years before retirement? I I think it's setting goals, figuring out what is important to you. One other societal shift has been baby boomers are more into spending money on things. And when you get to Generation X and certainly millennials, Millennials for sure, spending money on experience, how that plays out. So I think it's it's figuring out what your goals are, where you want to get to. Is legacy important to you? Uh, Some people, they they really want to leave something to their kids. Others, it's like, man, I've already provided for them. We're, we're, We're worrying about us. So I think it's setting some goals and making sure you do kind of the the easy, basic blocking and tackling. Like, for example, deferring to a 401k plan at least is enough to get your maximum match because that's just free money. And that goes right toward your retirement. Work longer. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, there's retirement, quote unquote. But now there's also retirement, you know, the uh, second, second phase. Retirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, second phase. I, I, this morning I dropped off my car to car dealer and got a, a drive here from somebody. That's that's what he's doing. Yep. He's driving the car. He, you know, now he doesn't have the pre- a pressure job. He doesn't have to use discretion. Just Pick this guy up and take him here. And that brings in a little bit of money, maybe some benefits, and that's something that can help your your retirement plan after your normal, you know, professional retirement. Keith, one of the things would be really, and this is what we do, but sit down with a financial planner and get a plan in place because a lot of these unknowns or a lot of these, well, I'll, I'll kind of push them down the tracks a little bit, will become a whole lot more clear. Well, one thing that, that people have to keep in mind is that, you know, some people say, I heard that you need X dollars to retire. You need a million dollars to retire. You need a million and a half dollars to retire. Well, that's nonsense because that is one part of a very complicated equation. There is how much money you have, how much money you will be receiving in Social Security, or maybe have a pension. You know, government employees, union employees have really nice pensions. Um, How much you spend. If anybody says you need to do this, you know, that, that's just not true. There's too many parts to the equation, and that can only be accomplished by going through a sophisticated financial plan with an advisor. We do it. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Keith Butler, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Danny. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may wonder if your retirement plans are still on track. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, our in-house planning team will create your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric will help you understand the impact inflation may have on your plans. Get started today. Visit AnnexWealth.com.
Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? It's time for Ask Annex. Our regular guests are here. Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Sarah Kyle, a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Good to see you. Nice to see you, Danny. Folks, if you got a question for us, head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com and look for the Ask tab. And if we can help, of course, all you got to do is click that Get Started button. First one today is from Tim. Years ago, Randy mentioned an app or a website he used to help budget. What was that? I remember this. Yes. Uh, we've covered over the years how much of a math geek I am when it comes to budgeting. I really, really strongly believe in it, but I know that my way of doing things isn't the way for everybody. Um, what I use is a program called You Need a Budget or YNAB. Uh, it lets you link your accounts. It's, it's maybe a little bit more in-depth than some people would like, but there's a lot of great tools out there like QuickIn, Money. Some people do the envelope system. I think more important than the application is just having a system that works for you so that you can your little army of soldiers and send them out to fight the battles that you want, not the ones that you don't. Because they'll just wander off if you don't give them a job. We could do a segment on this, but the old Quicken versus the new Quicken. Correct, yes. Right, yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> Sarah, what do you use? Do you use anything? It's all in my head. All in your head? Very mm-hmm. good. Next one on Ask Annex is from Carol. My plan was to retire in 2023 at 66. Is my timing terrible? Well, Carol, I'm assuming that at this stage in your life, you have met with an advisor and you have had a financial plan done. And I'm also going to assume that when you had your plan done, it said if you retire at age 66, you will have a successful retirement. So please don't let this market environment deter you from retiring as planned, because if your plan was successful back a couple years ago, it's going to be successful today. But if my assumptions are wrong and you haven't sat down with an advisor to confirm you can successfully retire at 66, then and please do so before you retire. If you'd like to come in and sit down with one of our wealth managers to see if you're on track to retire at 66, we'd love for you to do that and we'd love to meet you. And Randy, this brings up our old friend, the inelegantly titled bucket system. Yes. If you take a look at your money in one big bucket, you're probably not going to be in the right place. But if you look at different buckets, short-term bucket, Maybe cash is the right place. Long-term bucket, you want to be in the market. In between bucket, maybe the 60-40 is exactly the right thing for you. So look at your time frame before putting the money into the appropriate bucket so that you can do what you want without being concerned about market fluctuations. It's Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Go to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. Next one's from Justin. Discovered my wife has about $4,000 in pre-tax contributions she made to a defined benefit pension plan at her old government employer. She didn't stay long enough to be vested in the pension, but we can request that the contributions be refunded to us or rolled into another plan. Is there a downside to investing it all at once? Before answering the question, I'm going to go back to the statement before. We can request that the contribution be refunded to us or rolled into another plan. Don't ask for the the refund, as is put in this question, um, because you're going to pay taxes on it. It's going to be income taxes. And it's not a large amount, but it could be an amount that could be deferred for the future. So what you'll want to do is roll this into an IRA. So you're moving it from a tax-deferred account to a tax-deferred account. There's no taxation currently. Now, as to the question, is there a downside to investing it all at once? Again, I would say now it's $4,000. It's not a giant amount of money and the market's on sale. So I would say probably at this time, it would be a, a really good idea to invest it all. If this was 400000 or $4 million and it was six months ago when the market was up, maybe you'd want a dollar cost average into the market. But the fact that things are on sale right now and it's a smaller dollar amount, I'd say get it into an IRA and put it to work. Sarah, are you a fan of the old DCA, the dollar cost averaging? 
Well, there's definitely a purpose for dollar cost averaging. In this situation, I don't think it makes sense. When the markets are at all-time highs or there's some volatility, it does pay to do some dollar cost averaging, yeah. It's Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to our website, look for the Ask button. If you don't want us to use our name, that's fine. You'll be anonymous like this next person. Why are 60-40 portfolios getting such bad press? Well, there seems to be nowhere to hide in the market this year. The 60-40 portfolios are getting bad press because this is a very unusual year where both the bond market and the stock market are down in the same year. Usually stocks and bonds work inverse of each other. So when equities are up, bonds are down, or when bonds are down, equities are up. So this is just not the case this year. So I think people are just feeling it a little bit more and thinking the 60-40 blend is basically dead. But, you know, in, in the last 35 of the last 42 years, the 60-40 portfolio has had positive annual returns. Randy, if three random people were in at Annex Wealth Management, they all had 60-40s. They wouldn't be exactly the same, though, right? No, it would be specific based on the time frame, like we talked about the buckets earlier. When are they going to need the money? What's their risk tolerance? I guess I'll throw in another thing why I think the bad press is coming with the 60-40 portfolio is think about who is giving that information. Is that somebody who's providing advice or is it somebody who's trying to sell a product or sell advertising, get more eyes on the video or on a TV show? So if you sit down and talk to your advisor, they may tell you, yes, this is not appropriate for you, or yes, it's completely appropriate for you. You can't take the rule of thumb advice for everybody out there on something that's on a banner and on the internet. So watch out for the clickbait. Yes. Randy Winkler, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Oh, happy to be here. Sarah Kyle, wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're very welcome. Folks, for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, July 3rd. We're going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. We can review Know the Difference Minutes, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. Just search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Hey, Robert. Hey, how are you, Danny? Not bad. Hey, how is day two of this nice three-day Fourth of July holiday weekend? Well, it's it's going going great for us. I just picked up our daughter, Bailey, at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. She gets to sit and watch me do the show. All right, Bailey, listen up. When it comes to thinking about retirement, folks, we don't want you to lose sleep. Inflation, market volatility, that can do that. AARP had a recent article talking about seven aspects to address to hopefully lessen the anxiety. And they're pretty good. They're all good planning topics. And that's what we do, good planning. Things we discuss with our clients. Let's run through their list with Robert and let's get his read. So, Robert, is spending in the early days of retirement an issue? I thought that was the go-go time. That's when the fun was supposed to happen. Here in Naples, you know, it's five Fridays and a weekend. That's kind of the running joke. But, you know, if you have too much spending, running out of money does become a high level of stress for anyone. And that's really where our plan and our cash flow come into focus. 
Right. You set somebody up with the plan and there's the clear expectation. Here, here's what you can spend to stay within the plan. We're not trying to throttle anybody. We're just trying to set up some guardrails. And it's not only setting up those guardrails, but let's just talk about it because you know what? Your wants and wishes can change over time, but let's just make sure that it fits into the overall picture. Gifting is wonderful, but doing it too soon or too much might be a problem. It can be done, but it takes a plan. But Robert, there's also been the school of thought that it's kind of fun to give money when you're still alive and you can enjoy it, but it just needs to be the right way. And I see that coming up a lot. As long as we are identifying, prioritizing, and aligning all of your retirement goals with your budget and your financial plan, gifting shouldn't be an issue seven aspects to consider on the way to retirement. Some might upsize instead of downsizing. If the plan supports it, that's okay. But is that really an issue? I have to say one of the biggest things that I had to get used to living in Naples are the HOA fees. If we model all of the cost of upsizing, then and if it fits in your plan, then it should be fine. If you don't know what all those costs are, all the expenses then you really don't know what you're going to have to spend. So I wouldn't make a large asset purchase or change my strategy unless I ran it through my plan to make sure that I was still okay. We're with Robert Chastain, branch director and wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. We're going through an AARP list of seven things to consider when on the way to retirement. And this is an important one. You got to weigh the benefits of having a long-term care plan. You know, I think it's 65, 70% of people would use a long-term care plan if they had it. And there isn't any one factor that can bankrupt you faster than healthcare costs. If you have a family history of certain illnesses, that's really a moment where you have to pause and say, will this or should this work for me at this time? That's something we uh, go over with every family we meet with. Number five on the list is take a hard look at your debt. And Robert, not all debt is bad. Some might not be so great, though. Well, not all debt is bad, but I try and counsel almost everybody I I speak with and meet with that if you can get to retirement with no debt, I mean, most people in America have been conditioned that it's so easy to rack up a lot of debt. How many credit cards show up in the mail? And all you have to do is call and and turn it on. If you don't become a prisoner to debt, you have so many more choices in retirement being debt-free. Number six on this AARP list is living on pre-tax income. And that's important because you got to figure out once you retire, there's no longer the paycheck coming in. You are the paycheck. Yeah, you being the paycheck and assets and liabilities, right? As long as it's built into your plan, and, and, and here we go, right, Danny? We're right back to that plan. Building all of your expenses and your income into that plan, I think the more that you see it and watch it operate over time, the more comfortable you are. And then it's a stress reliever that you will not outlive your assets. Final suggestion from AARP to be aware of, investments might not keep up with inflation and then they don't work well together sometimes. That is very, very true. And as we are seeing this year, most people are seeing inflation that they have not seen in their lifetime. So we know it can happen. But if you have a plan in place, and there's that four-letter word again, Danny, if you have it in place, you will know when to take action or maybe you have to take more risk or less risk with your investments to keep up with inflation and your expenditures. 
For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Robert Chastain, Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Thanks for your time. Danny, uh, happy 4th to everybody, and uh, please, everybody, have a safe, great holiday. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. So this segment was inspired by a recent conversation you had with a client regarding trustees, and he was driven to a point of frustration and exclaimed something to you. Yeah, he basically didn't want to leave his kids with the headache of being a trustee because he was going through it with his dad and just decided, I'm going to simplify everything and make everything payable on death to my kids. This is your world. You see this all the time, but... I see this with my friends and family where messes, poor kids have to just dig through messes, and then others, it just goes so clean. It does. And that really goes to a certain point of how much did you do during your lifetime to properly plan your estate, get it in good order so that it's really easy for your kids after you're gone. So here we are, and we're going to have a little chat about how to make things easier for your trustee, because bottom line, if the I's aren't dotted and the T's aren't crossed, those left behind trying to figure out aspects of an estate plan will be pulling their hair out. Let's start with a couple of definitions. First off, I I hear executor, I hear trustee, I I hear all sorts of things. Let's start with trustee. Yeah, so a trustee is a person that you name that has the fiduciary duty and responsibility to kind of settle all of your final affairs after you've passed away. Um, And that's done when you use a revocable trust as part of your main estate planning document. Why do I think that sounds like an executor? Because it does. Um, So an executor has all of those same responsibilities, but an executor works operating under a last will and testament and has to be legally appointed by the court so that the probate court supervises what that executor does. How often are trustees confused with executors? All the time, right? Because they have the same function. So their job is to wrap up and settle someone's affairs after they passed away. It's just a matter of, is it under a last will and testament or is it under a revocable trust agreement? So they have the same duties, but it actually gets to be kind of a fine point that we have to clarify. So let's go back to the client's frustration with being a trustee when his dad died. What kinds of things was he experiencing? Yeah, so the number one thing here was that he his dad had not really organized his financial affairs. He had probably 10 or 15 different accounts in the name of his trust or payable to his trust. So the son, as the trustee, had to go contact all of these different financial organizations and institutions to start collecting assets and get information and say, hey, I'm the trustee now that my dad's died. So it was a lot of work just to gather information, much less figure out, now what do I do going forward? You want to make things easier for your heirs. I mean, absolutely, positively, you got to consolidate. Yeah. And so that's the number one thing that I talk to people about a lot is we have a lot of clients who they like to diversify and have things with multiple advisors and multiple banks and financial institutions. And as we get older, you know, that 
A gets harder for you to track, but it's almost nearly impossible for your family to figure out. So what we want to do is start kind of consolidating that stuff down. Use one primary banking institution. Use one primary investment advisor or a brokerage firm. It just makes things so much easier for someone else to step into your shoes and manage your financial life. Wouldn't it just stink if you had money that really should be going to your loved ones and it's just out on an island and you, you've forgotten about it? And that happens. That happens more often than we think with random old life insurance policies that nobody knew about or an old brokerage account that has just lingered out there for so long you've forgotten it even exists. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's it mean when you suggest that when using a trust, you need to fund it? Is that fund like money fund? Fund it. So what we talk about with a revocable trust is, is you need to get assets titled into the name of the trust. So instead of Danny Clayton owning a brokerage account, right, the brokerage account is titled in the Danny Clayton revocable trust account. Okay. And what that means is that means that brokerage account is owned by that trust, so it's already there. It's really easy for your trustee to take that over after you're gone. Well, it sounds more big time for me, too. I got a revocable trust. Well, there How about you go. That? Yeah. I so, just upgraded you. <laughs> thank you. Housekeeping standpoint, who is it that does this? A lot of times it's the work of the client. It so is. when you go and you put that estate plan together, most estate planning attorneys are going to give you a nice letter of instruction that says, here are the accounts that you need to title into the name of your trust. Here are what your beneficiary designations need to say so we get things into your trust. And then what happens is, is it's on the client to go ahead and kind of go through their financial statement and say, I did it for my IRA here, and I did it on my 401k, and I did this on my house, and I did this on my vacation property, right? It's on the client to do that, and a lot of clients don't, and that's where trustees run into a lot of frustration. I frustrated my boys so much when they were 16, 17 years old. I think I can not do it when I'm no longer here. How about that? That's a fair statement, yeah, but some people don't think about it. They think, hey, I did this great estate plan, and I'm done. Yeah. But there has there's follow-through and homework that needs to be done. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're welcome. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on, and frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for Wealthmetric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We're all familiar with Social Security. What about spousal Social Security? Here to talk about it is Tom Burkholz, a CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hi, Danny. So take us to school, maybe everybody to school. What exactly is a spousal benefit? It's a type of Social Security benefit where essentially the Social Security Administration is saying, hey, we understand that not everyone who is married stays in the workforce their entire life. And so some people are stay-at-home parents or whatever the case is. And you should still be able to receive a Social Security benefit if that's the case. So you as a spouse with little or no Social Security benefit of your own can receive up to half of the working spouse's benefit in the form of a spousal benefit. That's decent. How is that benefit determined? Right. So the spousal benefit is primarily determined by the working spouse's amount at their full retirement age. However, it's also determined by 
when the spouse claims for the benefits. So for example, if the spouse starts their spousal benefits at age 62, they accept a reduced amount. Right, and with everything Social Security, the earlier you start taking it, the benefits are reduced, correct? Right, so timing matters. So that's why it's important to work with a financial professional who can um, calculate the most optimal way to take benefits. So when can somebody begin collecting spousal benefits? Well, there are specific triggers that must occur to be entitled to spousal benefits in the first place. So the first trigger is the primary worker must have filed for their own benefit in order for the spouse to begin receiving spousal benefits. And additionally, you have to be married for at least one year. And ultimately, age 62 is the magic age when you can first start receiving a reduced spousal benefit amount. Gotcha. True or false, you can get up to 50% of your spouse's full benefit. This is true. This is the maximum amount of spousal benefits you can be eligible for. However, if the spouse elects before their own full retirement age, you might get a reduced amount. So you have to be careful if you're trying to maximize your spousal benefit. And I think I know the answer to this, but you don't get to claim both benefits, right? Correct. Someone can be entitled to a spousal benefit based on their husband or wife's earning record and be eligible for their own retirement benefit. And this is considered by the Social Security Administration as being duly entitled, and you will only receive the higher of the two benefits at the time. If somebody is widowed or divorced, can they still claim spousal Social Security benefits? Well, if you're widowed, you may instead be eligible for a survivor benefit, which is simply inheriting the deceased spouse's benefit. But that's different than a spousal benefit. And if you're divorced, you could potentially be eligible for spousal benefits as long as the worker is 62 and you were married for 10 years and haven't remarried. But if you're remarried, you can't claim your ex's benefits. Right. If you are remarried, you are now a spouse from Social Security's perspective and cannot receive spousal benefits from your ex. However, you can be eligible to receive spousal benefits from your current spouse. Is applying or getting getting the process started, is, is that complicated for Social Security spousal benefits? No, you can apply online, over the phone, or through your local Social Security office. You'll just need you know, a variety of documents and information handy as you go through that process and banking information if you want to set up direct deposit. Tom, do you find in the financial planning department that people are in the dark about Social Security? I mean, do we need to walk them through things and that's fine because that's what we do, but can it be confusing at times? Oh, 100%. I highly recommend working with a professional who can run a Social Security analysis and find the most optimal way to file for Social Security because it can be incredibly complicated. Right. And as we always say, it's only one of the legs of your retirement plan, but it's an important leg. Right. So retirement income can be thought of as a three-legged stool between Social Security income and pension income and income from your retirement assets. So it's just one part. But if you're missing a leg on your stool, I mean, you don't have a stool anymore. Right. Sure. Set it up properly. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Tom Burkholz, CFP and a financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming back in. My pleasure. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and this is a team segment. Stephanie Emmons is manager of the client service and operations team. Welcome back. Thank you, Danny. Well, that client service and operations team is really something special. Big fan here. Can you give us a 
quick recap. What What is it? Absolutely. Our client service and operations team is really the lifeblood of Annex Wealth Management. They have daily interactions with the majority of our clients. They're taking phone calls, responding to emails, and really taking care of our client service requests. They'll help with opening accounts, doing money transfers in and out, helping to update account information like beneficiaries or adding a trusted contact, making sure required minimum distributions get satisfied and helping our clients get those done throughout the course of the year. And they also help coordinate with our in-house specialists in all the different areas that we offer specialty items. And the thing for me is they know how to speak to our partners. Like if they need to get a hold of TD Ameritrade or something, I don't know the questions to ask. They do. Absolutely. They are certainly the experts in that area. They do liaise with our custodians on a daily basis. And our clients should feel very comfortable knowing that the client service managers are working for their best interest all the time. That's how we keep things smooth at Annex Wealth Management. Our clients certainly know that. And that got me thinking. So much of what we do on the radio is directed at everybody. And that's great. Our weekly market recap, it doesn't have a paywall. It's free to listen to. And we provide a lot of very valuable information. And the same with most of our team segments where we cover things like social security strategies, Roth conversions, 401k updates. That's for everybody. But when you're a client of Annex Wealth Management, the door opens to some very special content and offerings. And we're going to talk about one of them, and that's Annex University. So, Stephanie, what's the elevator speech about Annex University? Annex University is something that I'm very proud of, and I know we're all very proud of here at Annex. It really is an opportunity to bring our specialists to our clients on a grander level. There are so many complicated financial planning topics, things for our clients to consider. When would they be enrolling for Medicare? What are all the different pieces? How and when should they be selecting their social security options? Is there a benefit to waiting or not waiting? And what happens with all of those legal documents? And so Annex University was really born out of the idea of, you know what, these questions are being asked all the time to our wealth managers. Let's bring the specialists and the expertise directly to our clients. Let's talk about a couple just to kind of paint the picture to maybe illustrate what's available for our clients. Now, here, here's one. We recently held an estate planning basics webinar. That was part of Annex University. Estate planning basics is one of our most highly attended Annex University courses. It's really a basic overview of all the different types of estate planning documents that a family might need. Things that we talk about with lifetime planning versus after lifetime planning. Can you avoid probate? Should you? How do we utilize beneficiary designations versus things like trusts and and how do we communicate with our family members about our estate plan? Stephanie Emmons is manager of client service and operations team at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about Annex University. It's a client exclusive, covers many topics, and I'm going to guess long-term care basics. That had to have been pretty popular. It was. We do ask our clients for feedback after we do Annex University courses, and we ask them, what are some other topics you would like to see us offer? And that's exactly where long-term care Annex University came from. We received a lot of feedback from our clients that said, I just don't understand this concept. Can we have some additional information? And Annex University Long-Term Care was born. It's a very complex tool. Uh, It can be used effectively and efficiently, but we've got some wonderful experts here at Annex Wealth Management that really understand the products, really understand how they can be utilized effectively inside of of a financial plan and for beneficiary and estate planning. And so we wanted to make sure that we brought those experts to our clients in this Annex University course. There's so many moving pieces to an efficient and well built 
financial and retirement plan. The webinars from Annex University are pretty specialized. Can you give us an example or maybe a couple others? One of my favorite ones is the gift of education, which we do offer to our clients to talk about different ways to save for education planning. And that can be everything from non-college type planning, you know, for private schools and things like that, to ways to save for grandchildren, ways to save for nieces and nephews. What happens if that money doesn't all get utilized inside of an education plan if they don't need to use it all? How can you continue to give that gift? Um, and that's a lot of fun for, for you can almost see the eyes light up as we start to have that conversation. People think, wow, there's so many opportunities here that we didn't even know about. And the other one that I think has a lot of value to our clients is our advanced estate planning course. And that one really goes into things about trustees, how to plan for blended families. If you are a power of attorney for someone else, how does that impact you? What kind of responsibilities do you have and how do you best initiate those? And I think those are some of the things that give us an opportunity to really showcase the talents and knowledge here at Annex to be able to talk about these things on a regular basis to clients. We also make them very interactive. They are all webinars, which has been great for our clients that we can bring clients in from across the United States to attend these courses, which has been fantastic to get some participation that way. What's the best way for clients to keep up to date with this? There's two great ways that you can do that. One is every Sunday in our Axiom, we always list our upcoming Annex Universities in our event section. You can also visit AnnexWealth.com and go to the Client Center. On the Client Center, there's a whole section just for client education, and we're always going to be listing our upcoming Annex University sessions there. It's a click of a button to register. You'll receive a couple of uh, reminder emails before the event happens, and then you'll join us electronically via Zoom and we'll be able to interact with you and share this information and answer all your questions. And for everybody else, maybe it's time to jump on board with a fee-only fiduciary that's education-driven on many interesting topics. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Stephanie Emmons, manager of our client service and operations team with a big involvement in our client-exclusive education series, Annex University. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Danny. Ever feel like investment and retirement planning is one gigantic game of whack-a-mole? Up pops market volatility, a virus, a war. It goes on and on, and frankly, it can be a little exhausting. Tired of playing games on the way to retirement? It's time for Wealth Metric from Annex Wealth Management. More than a portfolio review, it addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. Quick reminder to sign up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. You don't have to be a client for that. If you're into social media, we'd love to connect with you. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Our Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel is searchable by topic. It's all stuff that we've done. We didn't farm it in from anybody else. It's 1,500 videos. Also, our SWAT podcast, brand new, that comes out on Mondays. Actually, it'll be on Tuesday of next week because we will be off for the 4th of July. And hopefully you are too. Hopefully you're not flying. You're probably driving. And listen to the show. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Dave Spano is our President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, thanks, Danny. And the, the long Fourth of July weekend is certainly upon us. And in a week or so, you're probably going to get 
your financial statements. And if you're not a client of Annex Wealth Management, you're going to see those statements and you're going to open them up and you're going to wonder what happened. And as we talked about at the beginning of the show here today, it's the worst uh, start in almost 50 years for a 60-40 portfolio. And so you're obviously going to be a little bit off from where you started. And this is the time that you go through that process to say, what is the asset allocation and is it tied to my risk tolerance? I know those words are said over and over again, but they have meaning and it is the basis of what we do on a daily basis. So you come in and we talk about everyone's different, right? And and you look at the, your circumstances and what is what do you have and when are you going to retire? And we put those things down. And then we look at the math. And in that math, we go, how are you asset allocated? And Derek, we spend a lot of time talking about that. And there's a lot of things that people can do to defend themselves in these downturns. Or when you try to uh, find a bottom, if, if you will, that is also the time to make some modifications. Oh, absolutely. I mean, many times the most important changes are not really your allocation between stocks or bonds. It's the complexion of what you hold in, in both of those asset classes. And, you know, certainly right now there are certain areas of the equity market that are better able to withstand uh, recessionary pressures and a downtrend in price. Uh, than others. You know, high beta stocks, you probably don't want to be involved in too many. You don't want to be involved in companies that have a lot of leverage. Uh, You want to see high free cash flow, strong operating margins. Again, there aren't that many of these companies out there, but the the good ones are the ones that are better be able to sustain during a period of economic weakness, continue to buy back stock, raise a dividend, and so on. And that's, you know, on the equity side and fixed income, it's the same thing, interest rate risk versus credit risk. If you think we're going to have a shallow recession, then you want to have some credit-oriented fixed income in your or a portfolio and not just interest rate related risks like treasury bonds. But we've what we've been doing actually is extending our duration a little bit because we did expect the economy to slow. We expected investors to, to migrate towards bond. And now for, for once, you know, the bond yield is enough where you can actually benefit to some degree once inflationary concerns abate. Then there's one more piece I wanted to add to that. You talked about equities. There is also equities that are domestic versus those that are international. And Derek, can you just give us a little bit of a highlight of what's happening, for example, in Europe? Well, Europe, if you think we're having problems here, Europe's having much larger problems or much more reliant on natural gas. And even though it's it's down 45%, if you can believe that, in the last two weeks, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be down 45% next winter when Europe has to heat, the Europeans have to heat their homes. So they're far more expensive to some of these inflationary pressures. The rates of inflation they're seeing are actually higher than what we're seeing here. And in addition, you know, the U.S. dollar has become a lot stronger. So when they when they go out and try to buy U.S. goods, they're paying higher prices. So, you know, they're facing a lot of issues. Their Fed has been, the ECB has been very slow to react. They have yet to raise rates. Uh, they're behind our Fed. And I think part of the reason the dollar has been so strong is the U.S. is seen as an oasis. Yeah, for sure. So we talk about domestic equities, international equities, fixed income, perhaps even staying in cash. And these are the things that we talk about is what do you own? Why do you own it and how much you're paying for it? And to go through that exercise and make sure that the way you are put together, the way that you have implemented your portfolio is in line with your tolerance for risk. If you haven't done that, this is something that we do on a daily basis, and it's easy to get started. It's easy to get a second look at it because these things that we're talking about, we will show them to you empirically. It's a deliverable that we give you, and then you can decide from that point forward if this is a good fit or not. And that's why you should go through this process now, folks, as you're thinking about it over this long weekend. 
Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Any fireworks in your forecast this weekend? Oh, Yo, you got dogs. Yeah. You're probably going to spook them, right? Well, I'm going to watch. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. shoot them. All right. And uh, Derek, probably not for you. No, You're actually, multiple it. fireworks shows, to be honest. Are um, you? Yeah, multiple. Good man. All right. Folks, if we can help for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We urge you very often to know the difference. Over the years, you've heard the teams here on this show talking about our strength in multiple fields. It's a team approach here. It's not a one-man band. Fee-only fiduciary, we think that is a key difference. We invite you to check out our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. One of the things on there is called the Know the Difference Checklist. I think that is a great idea. And again, you can hit it up on a weekend. Just go to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We're going to urge you, don't sit still. Don't let fear drive your decisions. Keep your wits about you. Take action. Take a couple of minutes. Fill out that contact form on the website with the Get Started button. We will take it from there next week. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. On behalf of Dave and Derek and the team at Annex, thanks for spending time with us. See you back next Sunday, noon, right here, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.